The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. We do have some Celtics news here. What do you got? Kristaps Porzingis and the Celtics have agreed on a two-year extension. Not what I want to see. Why? Part of of why I didn't love this deal to begin with is the one-year deal for Porzingis that's forcing you into, yes, a bargain below the 77 Wait, why did you not want to see this? Injury prone. Who reported this, by the way? I didn't want to see them extend him, John, for a number of reasons. Injury history, the fit, and you get the best out of a guy during his contract year. Now, I understand... He, he could go out in free agency next summer and force you to pay substantially more than this. But I, look, I, you got one great year of him on the record. So here's the thing. He needed it most. When the trade first came through, um, our vibe was they traded one year, two years of Brogdon for one year of Porzingis. That's how, that's how we analyzed it, right? Yeah. And, and so we were just thinking, okay, this was straight. Like, let's see what we can get out of this guy. If we choose to resign him or we want to, we'll have the inside track being able to do that the following year. But they were, it looked like they were clearing books to, um, to uh, you know, to, to get under that apron and under the tax, you know, when the new CBA kicks in. And then it was getting reported that they wanted to extend him. And it became very clear that like, no, this is a piece that they want. They like this guy. They want this guy. Uh, And then, you know, that first report, I think it was Stein. He's the only one who had it. Mark Stein. Celtics fully like are not just planning. They're going to extend him once they get an opportunity. When Brad's been asked about it, Bobby, he's he's been like, yeah, I can't talk about it, but it's, it's happening pretty much. Um, here it is, bang! And this is exactly what it kind of kind of had been reported that uh, Porzingis, you know, was going to get this two year extension. He did. If they love the guy and they brought him in here, I think it's silly not to extend him. I know there's risk involved, but like, I, I, you don't have a guy come in here, 27 years old, in the physical prime of his, you know, career, coming off of a career year, have an opportunity to try to lock him up for a little bit longer, create security, and not do it. Can it go wrong? Sure, because there's a lot of things with Porzingis that could theoretically go wrong. But what are you going to do then? Let that salary walk out the door a year later? I think you have to do it. I think you need it. I think it needed to happen. And so, you know, I, that's good. You know, that's that that's good news here. Uh in terms of, uh, you know, uh, Celtics future. I, I think it'd be silly not to, honestly. It's, yeah, again, but- you can not like the guy. I'm saying this isn't a I think Chris Stapps Porzingis is worth blank comment. It's a the Celtics believe in Chris Stapps Porzingis and they want him here. So, obviously, Brad brought him in here with the intention to, to lock him up. And you saw Brad in the press conference. He was, like, looking at him with heart eyes, you know? He was giddy about it like i can't believe we got this freaking guy that's his vibe and if you're a you know in brad we trust guy the belief is brad's all in on porzingis if he continues to play at the level he did last year and shows he compliments brown and tatum and doesn't conflict with them as a ball stopper or a guy who's going to continue to demand that high usage Great. You don't get to see it, though, before you lock into this extension here. And this is still my 
question here is how this interacts with a Brown extension because you are consolidating your team around three, maybe four guys into the future here, money-wise. So this goes through 26. So we'll start that year the Tatum's extension will begin. It's it's not an incredibly long-term deal, so there's limited risk in that sense. Yeah, And you do get a year off from the big, big money with Brown and Tatum here, and one year off from Tatum's big, big money. So I, I get the way you're lining up the money here so that it comes off the books in different time spans but you don't get to see how he fits first you don't get to see how healthy he'll be over the course of this deal sign up at fanduel.com slash boston and get in on the action with two hundred dollars in bonus bets and yes it's a good number 30 i think is manageable as the cap continues to go up here but it's still a third player at 30 million. It's, it's an expensive team. It's a team that I think is going to get thinner as the years go on. Maybe you didn't have a great alternative, John. This might have been the best thing that they could do here to shake things up. I don't hate the player, but remember, and I thought about this yesterday. When Kemba was on the trading block and we were kicking around the names, these contracts, the teams just wanted to get out from awful deals Contract for contract. We were kicking around Horford, of course. He was one of them. Porzingis was right up there, too. John Wall, I remember. I mean, this guy was looked at as one of the worst contracts in the league at that time. And it was, of course, a much bigger deal at that time as a percentage of the cap than 30 is going to be here. Right. But it's still a guy who carries those same risks that he did back then. One year, to me, doesn't change that. I get the risk. I get the fascination, particularly in their system, how this guy could fit seamlessly. But it's risky. You got to admit, John, there's there's some risk here. And I know you got to accept some risk, but I I just wish, and I get why you couldn't, but I wish they could have had him play out a contract year. Yeah, you know, again, I I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense, but I, I understand where you're coming from here. I'm just nervous on a number of levels about this deal. Something, my my gut doesn't love it for a number of different reasons. Again, it's the player, not the deal. If it was player X of Porzingis caliber, who was a different guy that you liked a little better, I think you would like the extension. Again, I'm not arguing the not liking the extension is not liking Porzingis necessarily and I get that I I think there's some people that are a little dubious still about like which guy are we getting you know like are we sure we're getting the really good version from last year so again I think not liking the extension is just simply not being sure do we have the cut do we have the cut from yesterday about him uh talking about fitting in with the Jays we may. I'll take a peek and see what we have in there. I, I and I think so. Um, and I'll I'll pull it up and play it. But I, I, again, like how, I said, how, how did that how did that strike you? So I, I asked him. How, he's played with stars before, but it heads a little bit, or at least played at a high usage next to those guys with the ball in his hands a ton. I, honestly, my feeling was it was a pretty boilerplate answer. Um, uh, you know. Said he Just wants to, to make life easier for these guys and fine. That's his goal here. Boilerplate. Um, it, it was, I've you know, well, you know, it was the same with Brad and Kuz last year, you know, but he's like, those guys are great. 
But, you know, I think it's a guy who has confidence in his own ability. And I don't think he's in here thinking he's a third wheel, a third fiddle guy. I think he's in here thinking I'm Kristaps Porzingis and I can do what I can do. And I'm going to do it. Um, I, I think it's a fair question to say, you know, it's always interesting. You'll always look at the first, you know, the not the first, you know, big three 2.0 with Garnett, KG and Pierce as the ultimate experiment of three guys of very close to equal stature, right? Um, in different ways, impacted the games. Ray Allen, every single one of them had been the alpha on every team they'd ever been on, right? Every, yeah, I, I like the, where you're going with this because who are you stacking up second in this hierarchy right, right. now? But what I'm saying is those guys didn't have a 1, 1A, 1B, 1, 2, and 3. They didn't. So they decided to collectively, we're all going to take a little less. And look at their stats. It's unbelievable. Every one of them went from 21 shots a game, 20 shots down to 16, down to 15. They changed everything, their commitment to defense. Ray Allen changed his style, playing more off ball than he ever had in his life, running around screens, catch and shoot, didn't have the ball in his hands as much as he used to. This guy's scoring 28 points a game at one point, you know, and just became, you know, so they, they did what was needed, but it was very clear that there was an, there was, it was equal across, you know, it's pretty clear here that Tatum is one and Brown is one B. Borzingis is coming directly from a place here where he wasn't the, the number one guy. So I think he understands where he is in this. I don't think he's coming in thinking, I'm the man, you know, give me the ball. It's not he, even about being the man, though. It's about how have you played through your career and sure. can you adjust? But I mean, again, he's played, he's a guy who does what he does with the ball in his hands. And as a guy who I think he's a capable passer, he's not, you know, he's not going to light it up necessarily. All right, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it every day. 75 high quality ingredients that give me all the nutrients, energy, focus, strength, and clarity I need every day to hit the ground running. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1. You get a free year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs of AG1 with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash garden. Make sure you hit that. Drinkag1.com slash garden. Check it out. That's AG1. It just becomes a question of like, now that you've got, for the first time, I don't say first time ever, but the Jays' development has been interesting because obviously in the early years you had other guys, you know, who had, you know, the ball in their hands more and those guys played second fiddle. And then you kind of had that one crossover year, that final Kemba year, where you had Jalen, Jason, and Kemba. And you felt like Kemba kind of was like, I'm taking a backseat to these guys a little bit sort of thing here, you know? But like really only the last two years where they've been the automatic you know, you know, one and one a guys. And this is the first time they've had another guy who's even in the conversation with them among like who could be, you know, a scorer and do it on his own and, and, and also kind of an alpha sort of guy. So I am curious whether each one takes, you know, each one sacrifices a little uh, of their own personal scoring or their accolades in order to make it work. There's no duo in the NBA that accounted for more, a higher percentage of their team's shots than the Jays last year. Okay. They, they really probably even last year should have, 
taken fewer shots. <laughs> they really should have. They should have worked to facilitate a little bit more. I think they've got to do it even a little more. I've always said this, Bobby, like, and I'm curious your thoughts on how Porzingis fits. I think it's less about how Porzingis fits. I think it's whether those guys finally adopt a mentality of, I'm better if I do a little less, you know? All these guys need to, and we've said that with All the of them. Jalen's going to be at his best when he's averaging 16 and 17 shots a game instead of 20-21. When they're looking to do more with the ball than just score, they'll be better for the team, and the team will be better for it. Yes, and they all need to embrace that. And Tatum, of course, will sacrifice the least out of all of those guys, as I guess in your comparison, Pierce probably did at that time. Uh, he probably has continued to shoot the most, but also took a it step was back. Cl- in Bobby, some ways look at the stats. Making. It was so close. Garnett probably sacrificed the most, but like Allen was like a multi-level scorer, not just a three-point shooter. So that's shooter. the key. The third Ray guy Allen always was sacrifices guy, the least, the most. Not only did he sacrifice the most, Ray Allen when <laughs> in other place. Yeah, you're right. Somebody's going to sacrifice the most. When when they came here, they started doing post-game press conferences with the big three every single game. And as time went on, Allen's like, nah. And it just became KG and Pierce. He actually started to feel a little bit of a third wheel, but he did it anyway. And that, that, that existed almost from the get-go. Allen was a guy who could score from all levels. People forget Ray Allen was in a dunk contest at one point in his life too, in addition to being a three-point king. So like, he was a really dynamic scorer, three-level scorer. So all of these guys gave up a lot to get there. I think it's kind of time you you wonder whether the Celtics can and will do that too. Because Brown, Brown's done. He did it. He can retire from chucking shots, right? He's going to get his Supermax deal. At this point, he doesn't need it anymore. Like, he kind of had to prove himself. Both of these guys are getting paid whatever they want. Massive, massive deals. The stats don't really matter anymore. No, they shouldn't. Particularly after you lose in these finals. And yeah. Dang and, and, and you got to start turning that corner of your career where the wins matter the most, you know? Yeah. And you should feel the weight of these losses more, too, and how hard it is to win. Joe talked about that yesterday, and I thought it was the best stuff he said, is that we got to find a new identity, a new driving principle for our group. It was easy to say coming off a finals loss, oh, avenge the finals, but then you lose the next year, and it's like, what's your motivation now? Who's really all about winning with this group? Porzingis actually sounded pretty sincere in his desire to come here compliment and win next to these guys Uh, so the third option if it's him i i think that's always the most difficult spot to be in you mentioned this tough spot ray allen landed in he did it he won but then he left Uh, so you're looking at kevin love in cleveland did it won still ended up in this weird place in his career obviously lebron left after but the next couple years it, it was a weird transition for Love into that role. I thought Chris Bosh did a tremendous job with it. Maybe the best of any of the guys we can mention here. I would agree there, yep. Uh, so maybe he's able to pull a Bosh and completely transition. But Bosh also clearly was a little... I mean, you're talking about Wade who'd won a championship on his own already and LeBron. I mean, there's no question he was coming in clearly. But Is, Wade, is that where Porzingis comes in here, though? Wade had... He's coming in... More as a Bosch. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a good comparison. Yeah, especially the position, too. I think it's easier to play that complementary role as big. So, it, you know, my analysis stays the same here. Defensively, he, he's going to be transformative. I, that's where I love this deal is that you get that real post presence, particularly in a drop where he's excelled and where he's played and the kind of defense that Joe wants this group to play in. 
with multiple bigs with maybe a sprinkle of three bigs sometimes how's triple big sound to you john <laughs> i don't know if we we'll actually see that but brad mentioning it was funny it's probably just to piss you off <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i i think he shot me a look there yeah. uh no uh, it's they're it's... playing big though they're gonna be playing big big lineups with these guys yeah, in the jays yeah, and, and so. it's exciting and defensively the possibilities are endless yeah. uh, on that end and i think you'll be back to being that forceful top team in the league yeah you know, he's got to develop some chemistry with these guys he's got to be locked in on that end and that's where offense becomes my question because of course for a lot of these guys yeah. how you're performing and how you're fitting in on offense can dictate that defensive intensity 